The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Andy Reid spoke with the media on Monday, the day after the dominating wildcard win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chiefs will now take on the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round at Arrowhead Stadium Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Let's hear from Andy Reid. So I had a chance to go back and look at look at the game. Um, you know, I didn't mention, by the way, I didn't mention uh, Fenton to you uh, last night with the injury. So right before the game, he came in, his back had locked up. And so we had to uh, sit him down. Uh, we, you know, again, that was, that was like right before we had to turn our, our slip in. So, um, and then uh, the fans again were, were phenomenal. Uh, they, they did a tremendous job. There, there was a lot of black and gold in the, in the stands. And I thought they did a great job. So, and, but, and, um, you know, Pittsburgh is a very well coached team. Mike has done a great job with that bunch. So we, we knew it'd be a big challenge. Our guys, I thought stepped up. I was real impressed with the way our defense played. They, they, um, they, they had a great game plan, but they also, uh, executed very well. So I just, um, and I mean, you can go through all the positions, but, I thought in particular that D-line really geared up in linebackers. They played extremely well against uh, what I think is one of the better runners in the, in the league and running attacks in the league. <clears throat> uh, and then offensively, uh, again, I thought the, the offensive line did a, did a good job. I mean, there are things we can, we can, they can get better at, but um, for the most part, they did a good job. And, um, I thought that McCole and D. Rob Pringle, McKinnon, guys that normally don't have a great opportunity to show, really stepped up and, and played well. And, um, you know, it's a tribute to the, the protection. It's a tribute to, uh, from the offensive line, it's a tribute to, um, you know, the quarterback, Patrick, and how he played. I thought he had a, he had a real nice game. So, And then the special teams was solid, too. Which was which was good. It was it, early there was a field position game and a defensive game, and, and then the offense kind of got going. And uh, but we did we did start slow offensively, uh, 
our defense uh, really played well. And then maybe the, the best catch of the night for one of the receivers was D-Rob on the outside kick. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal catch right there. Anyways, with that time, Jerry. Let's go first to Pete Sweeney. Good, Pete. Hey, Coach, congrats uh, on advancing. I'm presuming that you guys may start to get a Daryl or Clyde back here, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing it, it it's a little bit difficult to ignore what Jarek was able to do. When you're a staff in the playoffs, how do you process that and and – does McKinnon almost earn a, a little bit of a lead nod just because of his performance, regardless of, of who you have available? Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a good problem to have. So we'll just see how it all plays out. <clears throat> um, Daryl, he tried to go, but he's having a hard time pushing off that toe. Um, we're fortunate to have a number of running backs that we feel are, are good, good runners. And, um, you know, Gore's another one. And, and then, you know, we'll just see about Clyde, you know, what we get, get from him. Let's go next to Herbie Teofi. Go to Herbie. Hey, Coach, that's the perfect segue uh, to two of my questions. Good afternoon. Brad, I'll have two questions here. Coach, um, he returned to practice last week, Edwards Alaire, and I know he's making progress, but how optimistic are you that he will be able to do more this week than he did the previous week? You know what, Herbie, I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I thought I thought we'd be able to do more last week. So I'm, I'm just curious to see. I, I think he almost has to get out on the field to feel that and uh, see where he's at. But uh, I think he thought he could do more last week, too. It just didn't work out that way. And the second question, Coach, um, Tyreek Hill has had to sort of reinvent himself this year as a receiver uh, in the offense based on what you guys have faced from opposing defenses. How do you think he's handled that? And what, what kind of makeup goes into a receiver like that to go ahead and, and adjust how he's normally used? Yeah, the reason I mentioned those other guys uh, in that, that mix there was I <clears throat> I think that's been, that's great for Tyreek because the more, <clears throat> the more guys the defense has to uh, be concerned about, uh, the better chance he has to catch footballs. And teams take such great concern for him um, and Kels that uh, you've really, get, you know, it's a, it's tough sledding there. So, uh, but Tyreek is, he's done uh, to answer your question, Tyreek has done, I think a phenomenal job. He's a great player. He's done a phenomenal job of getting himself open in very tight situations, whether it's man, whether it's tight zone, whether it's doubled or not. And most of all, our quarterback has a lot of trust in, in those situations. Let's go next to Aaron Latt. Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. Kind of want to ask you about the fumble from yesterday, and I'm hesitant to kind of call it a, a gadget or a trick play because you all do run so many different formations. I remember asking you last year about running them in the, the red zone, and you talked about playing with the limited space around the end zone. Kind of explain it to us, Layman, what advantages you have when you do play so many different unique formations. Yeah, so McColl's done that. He did it all through college. And- High school, he was a quarterback, and so we've we've worked him in there. We've repped the thing. It just, listen, it didn't work out, uh, and it, it, you know it could have been that Daryl wasn't practicing a whole lot. Um, so I'll take that one. But um, you know, I'm uh, we we trust McColl doing that, and uh, we've worked on that that kind of stuff for uh, for a number of weeks. So. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. 
Uh, and I'll have a follow-up, Brad. Coach, kind of along those lines, uh, can, can you just describe your overall philosophy of, of you know, what you gain uh, now but also in the future by showing all those different looks, by having Kelsey throwing the football, McCole Hardman out of the Wildcat, Blake Bell taking the ball under center, just what advantage that gives you here moving forward with other teams having to prep for you? Yeah, you know what, Saran, I guess it's twofold. I, yeah, other teams have to prep for it, but we, we do these on an individual basis for that team. So in a lot of cases, uh, the pass that Kelster was individual for that group. <clears throat> so we try to find whatever matchups or what we think um, we can take advantage of, I guess, uh, lack of better terms, but um, uh, and, and work on, you know, and try to put a play in for that. So we trust our guys to, to do it though. They get a number of reps on it. Evie does a good job with all that. So. And then specific to the uh, Kelsey pass uh, Mahomes, uh, we, we heard Travis say he was told to throw into one guy or you're not throwing it. Patrick said, I was, I'm not supposed he's not supposed to throw it to me yet. If you watch it, there he is running with his hands up in the air, right? Is that just him uh, trying to throw off the, uh, the receivers or is he hoping, Hey, may, maybe even though it's not designed to come to me, maybe I, maybe I get one here. Yeah. When you put it in Patrick's hands or Kelsey's hands, you're never quite sure what's going to happen. So um, <clears throat> that, but yeah, he was told throw it to one guy. <clears throat> Patrick was doing that just to track somebody. I think. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy. Um, speaking of guys who probably shouldn't be getting the ball, um, Allegretti, um, he, he, he's like the fifth, sixth. I can't keep track of how many offensive linemen have caught touchdown for you uh, since you've been here. Just want to know what, what kind of uh, vetting do you put those guys through? What kind of proof do you need to see from him? Hey, I know he was like a fourth or fifth option on that particular play. What kind of proof do you need to see from a guy, a lineman, before you're comfortable putting him in that role and, and letting him uh, maybe catch a pass in a game. Yeah. So on Fridays we do pat and go yeah. and the linemen do their own little pat and go and, and uh, kind of a breather from hitting the sled, I guess. Um, so uh, you get an idea who can catch and who can't. So if you got a little bit of skill there, we'll try to work with you. And um, Allegretti, you know, he's got great hands. For a wrestler, he's got great hands. You know, nice job. We got three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Vahe. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Andy. Um, I recognize this is kind of a big picture question that you're not going to feel like answering, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you have any sense of a, uh, any change in approach or any um, uh, renewal of your conviction from winning a Super Bowl about what you were doing? I mean, has that played into anything since then? And Brad, I'll have a follow-up. Yeah, I don't think so, Vahe, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it hasn't. I don't realize it, but I, I don't feel like it, it has. Um, I know it doesn't feel that way as we're prepping for, for Buffalo. I, I, um, we're going through that same process. We got in early and we're digging in, and we know it's a great team, and I feel the same way uh, about them that I would – you know, another opponent that's a great, great team. So I, it just uh, uh, it takes all your attention and there's not, anyways, I, I don't know. That probably doesn't answer your question, but I don't think I have done much different or thinking wise. 
and, and, and this is probably the, the, the extra part to that, but it's, I'm sure it's hard to identify, but I mean, do you've, once you've won one, how do, how do you think it, it makes you feel going forward? More hungry or you feel like, oh, I know I can get there. I mean, I, I wonder how that is for you. Yeah, well, if you like chocolate cake um, and you eat a piece uh, and then you have one dangled in front of your face, you're probably going to want to eat that too. Not much is going to stop you. So, I mean, that's how, that's how you feel about the Super Bowl. I mean, that's, uh, that, that is the chocolate cake with the ultimate frosting. And then uh, you, you need to, you're going to try to go get it if you can. You know, that's the best you can. Uh, last two, we'll go Robert and then Nate. Go ahead, Robert. Hey, Coach. So in regards to the Bills game, how much an advantage do you see it that you guys were able to play them in a regular season? Do you see it as a chance to, like, counterpunch since you lost to them earlier this year? Yeah, well, they, listen, they got after us. And so um, we know it's a great challenge. Um, and they're a great team. So uh, we're going we're gonna to go through the process of getting ourselves ready uh, to play. And that's uh, we'll take it day by day and uh, try to, as coaches, we'll try to give the players good stuff to work with. And I know the players uh, and their attitude, the way they, they, they love that part of it. And uh, they'll work hard to, uh, to better themselves so we can have a, have a good game. Last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Andy, I have two questions. My first is um, just what did you notice about your offensive line? Obviously, it's Creed and, and Trey playing in the playoffs for the first time, but uh, I guess what impressed you most about that group? Perhaps maybe it was the the screen game working so well, or was there something that, that you sort of identified rewatching the game that that impressed you most? And then Brad, I'll have a second. Yeah, well, listen, that Pittsburgh front is very aggressive. Uh, they've got a couple of veteran players on there that are really good football players, Pro Bowl players. Um, and that can be intimidating to some young guys. I didn't see that with those two. They, they, uh, Trey had a couple backflatters uh, early, and which he's had in other games. But, um, and I thought Creed uh, played very physical, and his calls were accurate. So I didn't see any uh, letdown from him. But you remember every step you take is a little bit tougher. So uh, the, the, this will be a learning experience for him this week, just like this past week was. And Andy, with someone like Travis's talent, abilities, obviously his uh, leadership in terms of obviously being in the playoffs so often, I just wonder what he does for you from a game plan standpoint. Uh, obviously, you have your offensive line, you know who your quarterback's going to be, but what does Kelsey provide that uh, maybe the average tight end would not forgive you in a, in a sort of a game planning scenario. Yeah, well, he, he has that ability to play in tight, uh, block people, and at the same time, and and release from there, and also move them out a little bit further. Whether it's just an intermediate split or a wide split, you feel comfortable doing any of those, and. Uh, and then he has a great sense for space and how to work in space, get himself open. And again, it helps that the quarterback likes him. So I mean, that they, they work well together on that, trust each other.